What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 10 of season 3. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, Eternal Bruno. Kurt, ask me why I'm feeling eternal today. Why are you feeling eternal today, my man? Well, I am a pretty earthly fellow, as you know. Uh, I like Earth. Earth's a great planet. Um, I just saw the new Marvel movie Eternals this past weekend. Kind of hot garbage, I'm not going to lie. But Hold on, hold on. Are we just going to make this into a movie segment to start each episode? Sure, why not? I'm, hey, I'm I'm last in. week, I don't remember my whole title. I can look it up. It's probably no, on my note from last time. You don't time. have to do that. I do recall you, me, insisting you address me as that. So thank you for reminding me. Stats guy, write that down as what Kurt has. <laughs> has to do for the intro next week um but yes i'm eternal bruno kind of hot garbage kurt are you gonna see the movie no okay so spoiler alert if you're gonna see eternals and you haven't seen it pause now or fast forward fast forward a minute right now ready go give them another second okay goodbye just in case they're fumbling around okay kurt here's the spoiler fucking do you know thanos like the big bad yes, purple yes 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 fucking we've discussed him in the past his brother in the upcoming movies is played by harry styles Shut up. post credit scene, I'm sitting there. I was like, okay, I know there's two post credit scenes in this movie. The movie kind of sucks. So I was like, hopefully these credit scenes hurry up. Fucking post-credit scene number one walks out. It's fucking Harry Styles as Thanos' brother, Kurt. I was stunned. And then the second post-credit scene, hopefully people have skipped because it's massive spoilers. Second post-credit scene, fucking Jon Snow picking up a sword and becoming a Marvel hero. Yeah, dude, fucking Jon Snow. It was crazy. Oh, my God. People forget. I'm in the middle of... Well, no. I'm on season seven of Game of Thrones. I told everyone I was never going to watch it. I was never, ever, ever, ever going to watch it. Wait, is it. this breaking news? Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, wait, wait, but I told nobody to listen. So, <laughs> oh, wait, some people might be listening, but some people yeah, might everyone not Everyone who's not going to see the movie. Oh, well, so th I think we're at like a minute, too, anyway. So Okay, well, you know what? Uh, so, welcome back. Uh, definitely didn't spoil anything. Kurt was just talking about how he never has seen Game of Thrones and never will, right, Kurt? Ever. Ever. So, ever. that's where ever, we are. Ever, 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 <laughs> ever. So, ever. here we are. <laughs> Here we are. But um, I, I almost saw Dune again this weekend and ended up not seeing Dune. Kurt. I know. Stats guy. What are you doing no, to my guy? No, it wasn't even Stats guy. No, no, no. my cousin. Me. I was with my cousin. Jackie. Jackie. We were going to go to Cinnabar. Cinnabar. Like a sit down. But Ooh. then I don't know what happened. Something happened and we couldn't go anymore. Oh, Charleston was like flooding. That's a valid excuse. Though. We could have swam. I was going to say. I'm not a big. I don't, I don't like excuses. People, you might have PTSD from a certain time when you were six years old in the ocean swimming, so I wouldn't blame you about that one. Okay. That, no, no, no. No, no, no. That was fifth grade going fifth grade? into sixth grade. Oh, no. Fifth grade. So I think. Oh. <laughs> I always Jesus. forget how old you were. Yeah. I was older than I wish I'd, I would admit. Oh. I was 10. I was double digits. Double digits. For those who, who don't know, here's the 15-second <laughs> recap of it. Kurt was fat. Oh, my God. Kurt was on a boogie board with my brother and th my three cousins behind me. We were on something called a lazy river ride. Oh, my God. But we were in off the coast of Nantucket, and, like, a hurricane had ripped through, caused all these rip currents, blah, 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 blah. You're supposed to take your boogie boards, wee, around, like, the little wee. corner of the island. Well, wee, my fat <laughs> ass went right out to sea. Oh, right my God. Right out to sea, 900 feet out to sea. Quick math. That's three football fields. Quick, Quick math. math. That's far. Um, yeah. Uh, no lifeguards on duty. My brother and my cousins ran over a mile and a half down the beach to find someone with a cell phone. People forget at that time, not everyone had cell phones. True. Yep. Also, cell service on a beach, really bad. Also uh, true. Also true. Um, I was out there for about 45 minutes treading water. I had a boogie board. I lost the boogie board trying to attach it to my arm. My mom said the only thing she ever saw, granted now, I was 900 feet out to sea. So it's hard Jeez. to see i was a speck right all she saw was the boogie board floating away and no fat kurt she's like well fat kurt's dead my dad and my uncle got in the water to go rescue me 
they were coming out there. I was uh, treading water, tread, 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 and my big toe nicked a pe- something in the water. And I was like, oh, I'm dead. That's a shark. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's Call it. it. Um, and no, it was a sandbar. 900 feet at sea, a sandbar. So I dug my toes in the sandbar, waited for my uncle and my dad to get to me. Then we all dug our toes in on the sandbar. Mm. And then after 45 minutes, uh, lifeguards came. They called helicopters. They called boats. <laughs> they called like 18 lifeguards. And I was in the Boston Herald, the Boston News, and on Channel 5. Kurt, I would say you learn something new every day. I already knew that, but hopefully that, our audience uh, had a good not, That was not a 15-second version. That was yeah. a minute and a half, but, but still. Kurt, you wild. know when the son of the famous Brad Field uh, weatherman goes on a weather adventure, we have to mobilize the troops to find him. That's just a fact. We, it's, just, it's just what has to happen. Right. So, well, we've electric talked about, story. This is our intros get better and better every week, Kurt. Every but, freaking week, uh, Kurt. Speaking of fifteen seconds or less, the Colts ended up beating the Jets last Thursday night by exactly fifteen. So they kept their promise, even though you might not have, Kurt. In a I game, I was gonna make a sex joke when you said less than fifteen seconds, but uh, I kept ha, it ha, in. Ha, yeah, shout out right. Rick Pitino. Um, anyways, in a game <laughs> where. <laughs> A game where literally everyone in America, in definitely everybody on this podcast, no one in this in the entire world would have ever <laughs> mm-hmm. bet on the Jets to win. So mm-hmm. definitely not us. I don't nope. know who you're mm-hmm. nope. over there. Mm-mm. The Colts uh, shit pumped the Jets, forty-five to thirty. Weird score, first of all. I think that might have been a, you know that scoregami thing. The the part yes, of my take was scoregami. Very weird. Forty-five to thirty. You look at it, you're like, huh. Um, basically, not much to say, not much to say about the game. Uh, Mike White was injured, I think, after the first quarter for the Jets, so they go on to their third string, Josh Johnson, who literally, you look at the teams he's been on, Kurt. It's actually hilarious how many teams he's been on. Honestly, it probably wouldn't have mattered. Carson Wentz threw for three touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor had 172 yards and two touchdowns. Kurt started him against a boy in fantasy. Uh, spoiler alert: I did not win, and Kurt won in fantasy, so that was great. Colts went up 42 to 10 and essentially stopped playing. So. Uh, in a game, uh, like I said, everyone expected this to happen. You're an idiot if you thought otherwise. The expected was expected, and it expected my expect. Yep, it expected. Whoa. <laughs> yep, it expected. Don't, Kurt, don't nope, think about it. No, don't oh, think God, about no. it. No, okay, I can't, I can't even say the word right. Expected. <laughs> expected, okay. Anyway, um, here's my only take from this game. Zach Wilson's the third best quarterback on the Jets roster. Not even a hot take. That's Not even take. a hot take. It's just the take. Um so the Jets are in their the Jets are what the Jets are Colts. That's I mean, I will say this about the Jets. While everyone make, likes to make fun of them for being a shitty team, which they are, no one's arguing that. Their two wins this year, Bruno. The Titans and who did they just beat last week? The Bengals. Uh, yes. Bengals. Yes. Yes. So yes, yes, who, yes. I mean, I don't think the Bengals are very good, um, but that's uh, that is what it is. But the Jets. They were playing the number one team in the AFC at the time, and that was the Bengals, and they beat them. So I don't know that. And now the Titans are the current number one seed. So I, that's two really good wins for the Jets. So there's some transitive property to be in there, Kirk, because we're about to play the Titans. So be on the lookout for future transitive property between the Jets and us and the Titans. I I haven't done the calculations, Kirk. Don't ask me for them. I'm just saying right. be on the lookout. But they're coming. They're coming. Okay. Speaking of not coming. Um, <laughs> Fucking nailed it. That's how I feel having to watch the Bengals again. It's like it's like it's like 2018 Bengals all over again. Um, Oh man, they the fall from grace for the Bengals has happened fast over the last two weeks. They went from the number one seed in the AFC to literally now last place in the AFC North. Bruno, that is a fall from grace. That is ouch. That is big, big time scary for them. But in this one, they lose 41 to 16 to the Browns. No. Odell Beckham Jr., 
no problem for the Browns. They literally had their best offensive performance of the entire season without him. Um, and that also kind of correlates to what we've seen over the course of the last year and a half, basically. In the games, OBJ didn't play for the Browns. Baker was better. The Browns' offense was better. Now, that's strange because Odell is a very intriguing entity. Mm. That was that was, that was was good. That was good to describe that him. That was good. Um, but uh, it just never it never clicked for the Browns, and now we don't have to worry about it anymore because um, he will never play there again. But anyway, in this game, the, the, the game opened up with the Bengals driving all the way down to the one-yard line of the Browns. You would think touchdown, right, Bruno? Wrong. You, you'd think. No, wrong. 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 19, wrong. 99-yard <laughs> pick six in the first quarter. They go up 7-0, uh, followed up by a Nick Chubb 70-yard titty screamer, as we like to call it. <laughs> That was a I, I was hoping Kurt was going to read what I wrote. And I didn't. I didn't expect it, but I loved it. Wait, wait. Expect like, the expect. I should have expect expected the expect. unexpected. Expecting <laughs> me not to do that. Um, anyway, Baker played much more free in this game. I just talked about that. It's just I, this was a good win for the Browns. They come into New England next week. Massive, massive game for AFC seeding on the line. The biggest takeaway not in this game is what happened after the game. Bruno, right? Nick Chubb, COVID. One other running back for them, also COVID. Kareem Hunt. Or nope. is it not? Is it Ernest Johnson? No, I think he's. I think he's. I don't know. I think uh, like a backup. Asking um, me to know more than three running backs for Cleveland <laughs> Browns is too much. Kurt. Yeah, I know. Um, but I saw. So he is vaccinated. So he needs two negative tests, twenty-four hours apart. So chance might he he might not play against the Patriots, which would be right. massive. Um, Kareem Hunt is eligible to come off IR this week, but there's no no sure thing that's going to happen. So um, the Patriots could catch a break, which would be awesome, but the Browns free of OBJ and they're feeling free with a huge win. Yeah, so we'll see uh, how the Browns continue to play and we'll also see where OBJ continues to play. So storylines to watch. Uh, Kurt, speaking of coming prematurely, Oh my god. <laughs> we may have come Oh my god. <laughs> we may have come prematurely about the Cowboys. Kurt, am I Kurt, did we see the same thing this weekend? Did we see the Broncos after trading Von Miller go up 30 to nothing in Dallas against the Cowboys, not even letting the Cowboys score until garbage time? 30 to 16 feels disrespectful to the Broncos as a score because it was literally 30 to nothing until like six minutes left. I don't know. This is one of the. Uh, luckily, there were a couple games for like good teams this weekend to like not place all the attention on the supposed good teams. But this was one of the weirder losses of the season because the Broncos had beat absolutely no one this year and they had been struggling. The Cowboys had been absolutely rolling. And what happens? Dak plays like shit. He doesn't want to blame his calf, but he just. They got nothing going on offense. The Broncos, Javante Williams has a hundred plus rushing yards i don't know what this was as a game but it was for all intents and purposes it was 30 to nothing and that's what i'm going to consider the final score which is bananas yeah it was a incredibly interesting game just because I, it was shocking yeah um, i was on the phone with my uncle before the game my uncle's a big uh cowboys fan and uh he was asking me what he thought what i thought what i thought about the cowboys broncos game i was like well the cowboys are winning a route yeah a route I don't – I think we are premature maybe on both teams. I kind of done-chained the Broncos. Bruno, the Broncos are currently what, 5-4? and four? Something like yes. that, yeah. Yeah, 5-4, and four, tie with the Patriots and the Bengals and the Chiefs yeah. and the, um, in the AFC playoff picture. So maybe we have to start thinking about them as more relevant. I don't know. Um, I don't know if this was – I think in the NFL this – this week in particular showed how 
these kind of games happen. We'll get to another game that was a pretty big uh, wild yeah. upset, but this was a, yeah. this was a wild upset in itself too. And we're starting to see them more frequently in the NFL. I feel like even like take the Jets and Bengals last week, like I just talked about. Um, it's just becoming strange, like or it's strange, but it's becoming more of an every week type of thing. That's where I was going with that. So I don't know. Obviously, terrible game for the Cowboys. I think they'll be able to rebound. And maybe we've got to take the Broncos for real. I don't know. Kurt, we've been waiting for season four or season five of Stranger Things. Um, I think it's here right now. We're I've watching never, it. I've never seen that either. God um, something I don't it. want to see ever again either is Jacoby <laughs> Brissett play quarterback against Tyrod Taylor. I'm talking Dolphins, Texans, Bruno. We find, we find, we find a way to do this every week. But yep. this was perhaps the most irrelevant game of the entire season. <laughs> Tua, Tungavailoa. You didn't write Tungavailoa because you don't know how to say it, but I'm going to say I it. Don't. Tunga, I don't. Tua, Tungavailoa. Uh, he was ruled out pregame with a finger injury, so that means Jacoby Brissett, shout out Wolfpack, had mm. to start in his place. Um, the Dolphins won the game 17-9, rather, but uh, just a, a terrible game. There were These two teams came into the game with dueling seven-game losing streaks. They both had one-in-seven records, and it showed on the field because there were a combined nine turnovers. Nine. I'm not going to make it count them, but that's one less than ten. Yes. That's not so good. Dolphin, they, Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wh- uh, wh- I was just going to say they were they were almost ten toes in, but they were nine toes in. They were nine toes in. Maybe someone, <laughs> maybe someone lost a big toe along the way. Two a Two. Well... <laughs> That would be the most shocking thing ever. <laughs> anyway, Tyrod Taylor's uh, return to the lineup uh, for the Texans literally just doesn't didn't didn't come to fruition. So uh, who cares? Not me. Not I. Not Kurt. I. Not us. Not playing nope. the field. Nope. But anyways, Kurt. Yeah, absolutely relevant game. Switching gears a little bit, we got a, a NFC divisional matchup here. Falcons and the Saints. I feel like this is. I don't know why. I feel like this is just one of those classic like NFC matchups you just hear about, and it it lived up to the hype because this was one of those weird games, Kurt, where the Falcons. This whole weekend was. This whole weekend was weird. right. The Falcons go up seventeen to three at halftime. I'm sure the Falcons are feeling great. They have no torturous memories of a large number to three as a lead in the second half of a game. Absolutely mm. no torturous mm. memories. <laughs> Absolutely, Kurt. And then, Kurt, they go up 24-6 to six with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the Falcons are like, sweet, we survived the third quarter, we're up 24-6 to six in the fourth, things are good. And then Saints come back, Kurt, and the Saints go marching! They take the lead 25-24 on a field goal yeah, with a minute they, left, and you're like, oh, shit. They started marching a little too late. Oh, shit. The Saints done did it again. The Falcons blew the lead. The Falcons are falconing, as the part of my take boys like to say. The Falcons just continue to just absolutely impress with just their miserable existence. And, Kurt, that was it. Uh, except for the fact that the Falcons let a game-winning field goal drive. Yeah, boy. Young Hoku. Game-winning field goal. The most clutch kicker in literally NFL history. Kurt, I don't know if you saw the final drive. Matt, did. Matty Ice. Matt Ryan hit fucking Corderell. Corduroy Patterson. Corderell Corduroy Patterson. For a fucking 64-yard catch, Kurt. Literally fucking down the right sideline. Bananas. That setup, that was their whole drive. Their drive was that play, basically. No, they did. They had, like, one run play. and one kneel down. No, but just absolutely play. bananas. So, again, like, crazy game. This is what I was kind of saying. The Falcons end up winning, just to be clear. The Falcons win 27-25. If you're the Falcons, you feel great about just having winning this bananas game. If you're the Saints... You don't really feel good about Trevor Simeon, and it begs the question when Taysom Hill is healthy and playing, why he isn't the starting quarterback. So I don't know what's going on for the Saints QB situation. 
Yeah, uh, it's not a good situation, but I uh, I'm happy for the Falcons. I uh, this was a big win for them in the end. In the NFC <laughs> so South. patronizing. Kurt. No, like I it was. It. <laughs> uh, the reason that they probably came back on the scheme is because they have Corduroy and they have Young Hoku. Mm. So yeah, true. Um, they didn't Young have Hoku. those. In, they didn't have those in 2016. I think was Patterson. Yeah, on, no, Patterson was on the Patriots when they won yes. the Super Bowl 53. Yeah, and That's also, again, let me be clear. There may be talks of other kickers, but Co- Young Hoku is the clutchest kicker in NFL history, and that's just a fact confirmed. It's not Adam Vinatieri. Shadow Brett no. LeClaire. Oh, yep, people forget. People, people forget. forget. Um, Bruno, we had a pretty uh, wild week for one of these teams that I'm about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, for them, for them, for those who don't know. Um, the Raiders made some headlines this week off the field, which the Raiders have been pretty good at over the course yeah. of their uh, existence. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, Henry Ruggs, the first-round receiver, right? First round? Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, for, the, for the Raiders last year, right? Yeah, not this Recently. year. Recently. It's in last year or two. I forget yeah, exactly. I don't remember either. I'm sorry. Dumb. It might have been this year. I don't know. Anyway. Um, happened to be speeding and drunk and have guns in his car, driving 156 miles an hour, gets into a car accident, kills a, wo- a young woman. Um, so he was released by the Raiders, and uh, he will be going to jail, probably. He should, anyway. And then they also got rid of another first-round pick in the last year or two. Um, I don't even know his name, but he was out here wielding guns around in a video, right. so they cut him, too. So John Gruden, who's not even the coach of the Raiders anymore, um, not great. I think I saw every first-round pick he's had has either been cut or benched since he Yikes. got there. So that's not good. Also not good, they lost to the Giants this week, Bruno. Uh, Giants <laughs> win 23-16, and uh, they, this was tough, too, because they lost their first game under uh, interim head coach Rich Basaccia. I hope that synced up on the when, I, when we go back. To <laughs> I hope this. it didn't. <laughs> um, well, anyway, the Raiders just looked off. I don't know if it was the news cycle that got to them all week or what it was. Derek Carr wasn't didn't have his pass catchers out there. Um, it just it just felt like all that the momentum they had under Basaccia post John Gruden uh, just really it just came to a screeching halt this week because of everything that went on. And I get it. That's like. Bill Belichick always tells his teams to ignore the noise, ignore the noise, don't talk about things. It's almost impossible when shit like this happens. Like, so I think they were just—I t- think they were tired. It showed during the game. Giants defense um, has really been their saving grace this season. Um, in a season where they haven't been very good, the Giants defense has been pretty good. Uh, they forced the fumble to reco- and, uh, forced the fumble and recovered it late to seal the game. Um, so the first loss of the Basaccia era and a big win for the Giants. Yeah, Kurt. So really sad story. Uh, obviously, you know, for the Raiders' sake, I hope they can clean it up as an organization because you don't want to see this type of stuff going on. Obviously not all in their control. We'll kind of see what happens from there. Kurt, switching gears entirely. This is like the second or third time I've said switching gears. Switching gears entirely. Consi- we consider had, my gears switched. Consider them fucking switched, Kurt. We had maybe the weirdest game of the season so far. We've, we've, we've said irrelevant. A we've said strange. Weirdest, I don't know if we said we probably have. Kurt, this is the second time I may have to confirm with you. Did am I reading this correctly in seeing that the Jacksonville Jaguars 
the Urban Meyer somehow still coached Jacksonville Jaguars, mm -hmm. beat mm -hmm. the AFC mm -hmm. title favorite Buffalo Bills 9-6, to six, Kurt? What the fucking titties, Kurt? In a fucking game that was pathetic from the Bills. Let, oh, let no, God, like, yes, terrible. The Jaguars made some good plays. This was absolutely pathetic if you're a Bills fan because not only are the Jaguars one of the worst teams fucking in the history of existence, you only put up six points. I can confirm in, that. Uh, exactly. In a week after, the Bills just had the same thing happen against the Dolphins where they come out in the first half sluggish against the Dolphins. They need a, a big second half to come back and win. You'd think with their great coaching staff, you and I like Sean McDermott, we think they're well coached. You'd think that would be a point of emphasis all practice this whole week about being like, hey, we got to come out better. We got to start better. We need that consistent effort. I don't know where that was because they lost a pathetic game to the Jaguars. And all of a sudden, Kurt, they're five and three and where Patriots are five and four. So huge eyeball emojis in the AFC East. The only other thing I'll say is that all of the, speaking of coming, the entire media as an organization just came everywhere because Josh Allen on the Jaguars uh, against Josh Allen on the Bills and Josh Allen on the Jaguars. I think he had what, like a, he had a sack of Josh Allen. He had a pick of Josh Allen. He had a fumble recovery of Josh Allen. He tackled Josh Allen. So the media just came everywhere being like, Josh Allen tackled Josh Allen. Oh my God, it's Josh yeah, Allen. It was wild. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> so it is kind of cool, but like I did get sick of it after like five minutes. But Jaguars beat the Bills, Kurt. Huge for the Patriots. Yeah, this was the biggest upset of the season. There's no ifs, ands, or yes. buts about it. You have the uh, the team in the AFC who everyone, everyone is picking to go to the Super Bowl. Um, they're supposed to run away with the AFC East. They should be the, uh, them and the Chiefs and the Titans, the only contenders in the AFC, blah, 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 blah. You've heard it all. Right. A lot, a lot has been made about who the Patriots have played and who the Patriots have beaten and how the Patriots team was a fluke. Well, I think some of these people who are – literally dick riding the Buffalo mm. Bills uh, should go look at who the Bills have beaten because mm. it's it's almost less impressive than who the Patriots have beaten so Sheesh. I just find it a little bit interesting how that uh, once again you know people will say what they want to say and they, they they take into consideration that everyone hates the Patriots blah 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 well the Bills haven't proven anything they have not proven anything um, and I'll tell you what the Patriots better be licking their goddamn chops because the Bills are like, I, I, I'm going to get, I don't know who wins the AFC East. I think it's I think Patriots. Maybe, I, okay, I'm in. I'm in. That's all it took. That's all it took. <laughs> Let's but fucking go. The fact that the Patriots started two and four. Yes. Yes. And Buffalo was looking like Buffalo. The fact that we are now half a game out of first place. And we still have two games left with Buffalo. And they just lost to the Jaguars. And the Patriots are getting hot. I don't know. I'm just – I'm getting a little excited around here, Bruno. I, will I say don't this, know, GM. I don't know, GM. I'll say this one thing, okay? Just one, just one thing. X's and O's wise. The Bills have fallen in love with their quarterback too much. Mm. I think Josh Allen is a stud. I think Josh Allen is really, really freaking good. However, 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 <laughs> in a nine to six game, Bruno, that's a one score game for those at home who don't know. Oh, thank you, Craig. The Bills ran the ball collectively 14 times all game. Six of those were Josh Allen runs. Yikes. Some were Josh Allen scrambles. So. You're talking you had less than 10 actual designed run plays 
against the Jaguars? Huh? Huh? Bruno, it makes no <laughs> sense. I'm not no saying sense. that. I, I know they have like Devin Singletary and all like the, their running backs aren't impressive. But the Jaguars literally were like, fine, we'll literally just rush three, maybe four, and we're just going to sit back in zone and tell you, you can't, you're not going to be able to complete passes downfield. And they took away the receivers for Buffalo and they made them throw it. Uh, they literally threw it. The game went exactly how the Jaguars wanted to. That's where I was going. Right. So, like, the, the Bills are too good of a coaching staff, too too talented to have games like that come up. Or maybe they're not. Maybe it's all been a fluke. So, I don't know. I don't know, Bruno. But I'm very intrigued as we go forward here because all the goals for the Patriots are still in front of them. And the Bills have just flung the door wide open. Like, the door is – they're almost invi- they're almost at the door waving, <laughs> like, inviting you in. Like, hey – Hi, your, Patriots. Your one-year hiatus where you didn't <laughs> you didn't run this shit? It, you can come back and take it now. Come on. Bill, Bill, your bed is I I I, I put it's your warm. sheet I put your sheets in the wash. Okay, the beds remain. Come on in. That's what it feels like. Oh my god. That's what it feels like. We accept. Yeah, we're coming. Yeah. Oh, Winter is coming. Oh yes. Um <laughs> fuck the White Walkers. Um oh, but don't watch them. Don't watch those. Speaking of White yep. Walkers, they're kind of Viking-esque-ish. Oh, not really, okay. but like little weird creatures. Sure. Um, sure, but not little. Also big. <laughs> anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, Bruno, another crazy game. Ravens yep. beat the Vikings 34-31 in overtime. Justin Tucker absolutely cements his status as the second <laughs> most clutch kicker behind our boy Young Hoku. He had his 18th career winning field goal and 53rd straight made field goal in the fourth quarter overtime. That stat is quite simply bananas. If bananas. Uh, that's that's a made up stat. If you didn't, ha- I, I when I read that for the, the first time the other day, I was like, that's not real. Huh? Looked it up. Why did Stats Guy's job for Stats Guy? God it, damn it, Stats it's Guy. It's correct. Anyway, Ravens uh, storm back, beat the Vikings in overtime. The Vikings, Bruno, in this game were up 17 to three in the second quarter and eventually got it to 24-10 in the third quarter. And then Lamar Jackson was like, "All right, fam." That was fun. It was cool, but uh, it's it wasn't real, real fun. You know what I'm saying? Like we, yeah. We're the Ravens. You're the Vikings. Let's. We're down two touchdowns, but like, but like we're not because like we're the but Ravens. We're not. But like we're not. Uh, so Lamar Jackson ends up throwing for three touchdowns. Ran for 120 yards. Um, he did throw two interceptions, but he he did enough. He did just enough in this one. Ravens won for the third time this season after being down double digits in the second half. Another banana stat. Maybe they're just comfortable there. Like, I don't know. That doesn't make much sense. But, like, it's it's really impressive to me. And the, I think the Ravens scare me more than the Bills in the AFC. Because, yes. Because yes. the Ravens have been comfortable playing from behind. They've proven that it's not just running the ball for them this year. They're doing it through the air, too, which is, like, they've been very one-dimensional the last couple seasons. So this is kind of like, your shit. They kind of figured it out. They right. kind of... I will say this one time and one time only. I will never say it again. I'm ready. <clears throat> John Harbaugh is a good coach. That's it. That's the end of my take. Vikings lose. <sighs> I Kurt, I have no choice but to agree with you, and it really sucks to say. Like, I hate saying yeah, it, so I coach. agree. Yep. I will just say, again, to your point, whether the team has ultimate faith in him or Lamar Jackson or both, probably both, they just, to your point about them being comfortable being down, they just refuse to believe that they're ever out of a game. So not what you want to see uh, from a team that we seem to be on a crash course with playing at some point in the playoffs or at some yes. point soon 
with both of our young quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how the Ravens season continues to, to unfold because they've had some wild games. Uh, speaking of a not very wild game, the Chargers beat the Eagles 27-20 to 27 to 24. Justin Herbert uh, had not a, not a great couple past games. One of them against yeah boys, the Patriots. Uh, he rebounded this game in Philadelphia, uh, threw for two touchdowns. He ran for another one. Uh, he only threw six incompletions on 38 pass attempts, which is kind of crazy. Oh. So it's it's good for him. <laughs> it's good for him to get back on track. We've thought all along that the Chargers are a good team. They've had, like I said, these past two games them have been kind of tough. They did well to get back in the win column for this one, but they, you know, to, in order to maintain their consistent status as one of those top teams, they do have to fix their run defense. Last ranked, and also the Eagles ran for 176 yards in this one. That's so gross. The Eagles ran for 176 Dude, yards. Say it again. Say it again. The Eagles ran for 176 yards. That's that quite literally cannot happen. Yeah, that is gross. So, again, if you're an Eagles fan, you love being able to do that, obviously. And you love Jalen Hurts, you know, f uh, fighting back. And, you know, they actually tied the game up with six minutes to go. So, like, again, like to see them not quitting. But, again, kind of a, a gross game for the Chargers. I think at this point, you wanted to get back in the win column, so you're happy with that. But, like, you know, if they're going to make some noise, they better start making some fucking Mike noise, if you know what I mean. Hey, Mike, some noise, baby. Mike, some noise. Also, sorry, <laughs> I kind of sound like shit today. Um, My... Th my Freaking throat hurts from screaming so loud this weekend. Okay, better just be from that. Yeah, well, skirt, skirt. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few of the podcast today, Kurt, so you know I Lime. Lime. Lime? Lime. Lime. Lime Bloom. Chime. <laughs> That's what I call them forever. I was like, his name's Heim. I was like, it's not Chime Bloom. Oh, God. Love that. Love oh, that. Love that. Uh, don't. Don't love this next game, but we're mm. they, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Yep, 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 yep. I'm not going to bury the lead. Chiefs, 13, Packers, 7. Um, Well, Bruno, Aaron Rodgers, that guy, that, that that Jeopardy host guy, that mofo knows how to make a headline. Mm. He knows how to make a headline. He was interviewed this week um, on the – who was it? Um – Either Pat McAfee, McAfee? Yeah, yeah, Pat the Pat McAfee, McAfee yep. podcast, um, or the Pat McAfee show, rather. Excuse me, Mr. Mm -hmm. McAfee, I know you're listening to this. Um, mm -hmm. <coughs> he was discussing his vaccination status because our boy got COVID. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, even though at the beginning of the season, um, Mr. Rogers told the media that he was vaccinated, because he did. They asked him his vaccination status. Like, are, he goes, are you vaccinated? And he goes, yeah, I'm immunized. 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 Okay. You lied. You lied. You're, you're not vaccinated. Apparently, you're allergic to something in the vaccines. I'm not calling you a liar, but I'm certainly not calling you a truther. No truth. No truth. Um, and it costs his team, Bruno. Because if Aaron Rodgers was playing this game, the Packers win it going away. 100%. 100%. Um, but he wasn't. He wasn't playing. And they lost. Okay? So this was just a gross game overall. The Chiefs won it, and they've won two straight games now. But they look terrible in both. Going back to the Giants game last week and then the Packers game this week. Just really wins. I know it's hard to win the NFL. We've been over that. But like wins that you really can't feel that good about if you're Chiefs fans or the Chiefs in general. Um, yeah. 
their offense has major issues, and Mahomes really has not looked like Mahomes. I do think the Packers' defense is pretty good, and Mahomes did make a Mahomes-like play to seal the game at the end. But it's like, it's like he's just trying to do too much, and I, yeah. I, I'm all for it. If he wants to keep trying to do it, like please continue to try to do it. But like, uh, not good if you're a Chiefs fan. Uh, but worse than that, if you're a Packers fan, a you have to deal with all the Aaron Rodgers bullshit. B, Devontae Adams looked miserable all yes. game. All yes. game. Devontae Adams looked checked out. Uh, Jordan Love missed him on some wide open throws. Um, and and C, Jordan Love has now been in the system for a year and a half. Got his first start. And that's that was what that was the product. He looked so fucking bad. He there. looked he looked oh god I use it all the time but it was like Helen Keller was out there <laughs> Bruno <It's> true. <laughs> the Chiefs defense is really bad like it's a, it's like atrociously bad and you only score seven points I don't know if you're a Packers fan and Jordan loves the answer uh, A he's not the answer and uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams will both be free agents after this year so you better be shitting your pants and hope you win a Super Bowl this year because it ain't happening next year or the year after. Yeah, you, or after. You that. better be shitting your pants because it's the last dance. Oh, 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 heard that. And also, Bruno, again, we're not math guys here. My last point, we're not math guys. But 13 minus 7 is what? Six. Six. Two. How many points is a field goal? Tres. Tres. Three, for those who don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Sacapuntas. Sacapuntas, pencil sharpeners for everybody. Mason Crosby missed two field goals. Three plus three is six. They lost by six. Mason yeah. Crosby, you have one job, fam. Bro. One job. Do your job. Do your yeah, job. I, and didn't he have a game earlier yes, this season? the Bengals game. Like, yeah, yep. I was going to say. So like four he, Again, he's a Green Bay legend, of course. He's made a lot of clutch kicks for them. I'm sure, though, again, you can't. You simply can't have this in a, in a game you lost by six. You simply cannot have that. Kirk. Nope. So tough tough for the Packers uh, we'll see if Aaron Rodgers I, I don't know if you said this we don't know for sure if he's playing this week I we don't, don't know, know for he, sure he can come back Saturday yeah so he better hope for his fucking team that he can play because that's pretty shitty if you're you know you're in the middle of a, like a, a seven game win streak or whatever it was you're, everything was rolling you're doing great and then all of a sudden to have this happen cause a huge distraction and be out all these games that's tough so terrible, uh, sp- terrible. speaking of a team that had their quarterback out and didn't shit the bed like the Packers wow Wow, the Arizona Cardinals, fucking no Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, no AJ Green. Starting running back Chase Edmonds got hurt after one carry and had to leave the game and out multiple weeks. Uno, hurt. uno carries. Yeah, the Cardinals don't give a fuck. Dude. Nope. Yes, not one. They beat they beat a struggling 49ers team, 31 to 17. So yes, they again it maybe wasn't the most crazy one of all time, but still, fucking pride of uh, University of Texas Colt McCoy. Still in the league, Didn't starting for the Cardinals. Shocking. Literally <laughs> shocking. Shock. <laughs> Literally shocking. And again, uh, the, he actually, you know, he did his job. He didn't throw any picks. He threw for a touchdown. He actually played okay. James Conner, that was kind of the story of this game for the Cardinals. He absolutely dominated. We all saw how good he was at his peak on the Steelers. And it was kind of weird that he just like. He's back, his, baby. His, yeah, his last year on the Steelers was so fucking bad, and I think we kind of forgot like how good he could be. Yep. And, and part of that was injury, and part of that was other stuff. And then this year, again, he's been splitting carries with Chase Edmonds, so that's why he hasn't been, you know, maybe putting up the stats that we're used to. But again, 
Chase Edmonds goes out and James Conner goes absolutely bananas. I think he had two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown, almost 100 yards in the ground, over 100 yards combined, like between receiving and, and running. So great game for him. The, uh, the Cardinals will absolutely take it in the game. They had all those injuries, right? Like, of course, every win is huge, but a win you can get with uh, that t a deep and talented roster they have to be hugely proud of and especially does wonders for the confidence of the, all the guys on the team if you're the 49ers again like you could probably argue the flip side of this is that this should have been a winnable game for them if they're going to do anything this season jimmy g again just continues to not being able to get it done we'll see kind of what happens with him and trey lance i know they've both been battling health and injuries and stuff so we'll see what kind of happens with that moving forward they had a bit of a sloppy game as well they lost a pair of fumbles they're now playing the rams next week so they go from one division foe to the next Again, if you're the 49ers, we're kind of almost at the point. They're 3-5. and five, They're 0-4 at home. I don't really know where they're going this season. But, Kurt, if you're the Cardinals, you have to be feeling great. If you're the 49ers, got to be feeling like shite. Yeah, two teams going in two different directions, Bruno. That's all that game comes down to. Um, I think another game with one of the most shocking results of the, of the weekend. Uh, not many people saw this coming. Yep. Um, everyone has expected the Titans since the news of Derrick Henry to be dead. Dead in the water. Yep. They're not. They're not, and they proved it on Sunday Night Football. When the lights were on the brightest, the Titans showed up. They win the, They beat the Rams in Los Angeles, in SoFi Stadium, 28-16. Um, the Titans' defense stole the show in this one, Bruno, and I guess that's what the Titans are going to have to do moving forward is find alternative ways to win games that just don't rely on Tractorcito. 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 Uh, Derrick Henry obviously out maybe for the year. Maybe till the playoffs, maybe till like the last week of the season. I don't know. He's out for now. Um, but over the course of 20 seconds, Bruno. 20 seconds. 20. 20. The Titans forced Matt Stafford into two of the worst interceptions the man has ever thrown <laughs> in his <laughs> entire life. And it resulted immediately in 14 points for the <laughs> Titans. So uh, I just thought it was so unusual that, to see Matt Stafford make two boneheaded throws like that. And they, they directly cost his team. Um, mm hmm one of them, he was getting like tackled in the, in the end zone. It would have been a safety. Threw it up. Um, uh, not even threw it up. Like slingshot the ball. Picked off. Returned to like the three-yard line. Titans score the next play. And on the very next play of the next series, he throws a pick six. So um, direct result, directly resulting in 14 points. Not great uh, through Matt Stafford, who's done a very good job controlling the ball this year. Getting it to his guys like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, all that good stuff. Um but just another one of those games, like, you expect more from the Rams at this point of the season. They've kind of been like this juggernaut all year, and that's that's what you give us. I know the Titans are well coached. I know they're a pretty good team. But that just was not a good display from the Rams. Bruno, I'm going to ask you the question. Was this game more terrible for the Rams or more impressive for the Titans? Like, I don't know. Where, where What's your take for that? I, I'm more impressed by the Titans simply because I think it's exactly like you said. We all just kind of assumed that without Derek Henry, they're nothing. And this was their game that they were saying for whether it was the defense getting those two picks or whether it was the offense being consistent, getting key first downs, whatever it might be. I think I'm more impressed by the Titans I, by this game. I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. We'll see. We're playing the Titans soon. So uh, we will see how that goes. Oh, remember the Titans, baby. <laughs> remember the Titans, baby. In our, Kurt, in our last non-Patriots game, a rare Monday night football review for the boys because, spoiler alert, we are recording not on Monday but on Tuesday because of uh, some traveling yesterday from our boy, our boy Kurt Hyde. Woohoo! Uh, 
the Steelers beat the Bears 29-27 in a back-and-forth game. Steelers went up 20-6 at halftime, and you would have just think, knowing the two teams, that it would be over at that. Nope, the Bears nope. battled back all second half. Uh, if you're the Bears, you have to feel pumped because the Bears actually all came all the way back. Justin Fields let them down on a beautiful touchdown drive to actually take the lead with a minute 46 left. It was crazy. Him and Darnell Mooney, their receiver, are just like they're playing unbelievably. Yeah. You think it would be him and like Allen Robinson playing well because Allen Robinson is like the known guy, but whatever reason it is, Darnell Mooney and him, Justin Fields have a great connection. So if you're the Bears, you feel great. They take the lead with 146 left. Problem was that's just simply too much time, even for Big Ben, right? Again, he's not he's Big Ben, but still a minute 46 is a lot of time. The Bears or the Steelers drive all the way down. They hit a field goal. They go up by two. At that point, you think it's over, right? Wrong. The Bears actually are able to line up for a last-second 65-yard field goal attempt, Kurt, that on live TV, and I feel bad for whoever's announcing it, on the TV angle, it actually looked like it single-doinked off the middle upright, which would have been hilarious because we all remember the double-doink for the Bears in the playoffs. In reality, they showed a different angle, and it was like 10 yards short, so it wasn't even close. So if you're the Steelers, again, you don't like that you blew the lead. You like getting this win, especially because their division is all of a sudden ultra-competitive. If you're the Bears, it's kind of like you're happy that Justin Fields led that crazy, or not crazy, but led that just very clutch and very, you know, almost easy workman-like uh, drive to take the lead at the end of the game. He's progressing. Obviously, it sucks they didn't get the win, but Kurt, the Stullers, the Pittsburgh Stullers got it done in the end. So you definitely have to be happy if you're a Bears fan that the team showed fight. But you also have a reason to wake up on this Tuesday and be really fucking pissed off. Because the NFL stole the game from you, essentially. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I didn't mention this, but I, I figured no, we were going to bring it up I, at some point. It's been bothering me all day, and it's been all over Twitter all day. So but let me set the stage for you. I think it so was, you do hate the guy. You do hate the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get there. Oh, no. I'm, okay, I'm okay. going to get there. <laughs> okay, okay. No spoilers. No so spoilers. at the time this happened, the score yep. was, let me see. Um, it was at the time. Oh, so the time. Um, 23-20 Pittsburgh at the time. Hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. Well... The Bears sacked Ben Roethlisberger on third and nine, uh, which would have been fourth and 15, Bears getting the ball back. True. True. Well, they didn't get the ball back when they should have because on the play, Patriots' old friend Cassius Marsh, the guy who left town and said how much it sucks being a Patriot, how much Bill Belichick's an arrogant asshole, there's no fun to be had in New England. Um, well, somehow he's still in the NFL. Somehow he's on the Bears. Actually, that's not too shocking because it's the Bears. But mm. um, he sacked Roethlisberger and the taunting rule that has broken the NFL this year. Um, broken. Apparently, apparently, Cassius Arm. Marsh was like making an intimidating uh, stance towards the Steelers sideline. And the head ref, I forget his name, had his hand on the f on his flag to throw it. And then, like, as Cassius Marsh was running by him, he, like, stuck his ass out. Cassius Marsh bumped into him, and the ref throws the flag. And yeah. just, like, stares at Cass. I'm like, you're taunting Cassius Marsh right now, sir. <laughs> you, sir. <laughs> and after the game, they, were, they asked the ref about it. He's like, no, I wasn't. I didn't do it because he bumped into me. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, oh, you yeah, are yeah. an arrogant little prick. Like the the well, Cassius mm. Marsh is too, but the ref. Like, don't mm. make don't make this game about you. Don't make it about you. That was a game. Ref, that was a game changing call because it was that it makes it. They go down and get a field goal, twenty six twenty. 
Um, then the Bears go down and score a touchdown. Blah, 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 blah. 27-23. Uh, yeah, would have changed the whole rest of the game. the whole game. So um, I hate that. I take away the taunting penalty. Ryan Clark had a great clip today on NFL Live about it. Um, go watch it if you have not. Um, it's just the NFL is getting out of hand with these stupid taunting penalties. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt, it's a shame to see. Absolute shame to see. That wraps it up, huh, for the all the other games? Get that, Kurt. Whew. Man. I'm sorry, that was long-winded today. All right, but you know what? Sometimes the wind is long. You're, nope, I'm not going to go where I was going with that. Um, okay. Your hair looks long. long. Your hair is long. Um, Thank you. Bruno. That's the only thing. The pitter-patters. Right at Talk Pats. The pitter-patters. And the pitter-patters. Well, Bruno, <laughs> those pitter-patters have won three straight games. Fuck yeah. Hell Fire me up. yes. So they go on the road this week. They beat Carolina 24-6 to in a game mm-hmm. that didn't even feel that close. Mm-hmm. Um, where? What is my first takeaway of this game? The Patriots' defense is on to something. It fucks. It's on Sorry. to yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids show. It's on to something. <laughs> kids show. It's, <laughs> it's on to something. Now, it's been interesting the last two weeks. Against the Chargers and this week against the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots have come out and they've played mostly zone defense. It mm-hmm. is a big change from when Stephon Gilmore was here and the Patriots played almost almost like 75% of the time man-to-man defense or cover zero with no safeties. Mm-hmm. Um, this is allowing them to do a lot more, actually. And it, it might cater more towards the needs that this secondary has because – Asking Jalen Mills to cover a guy one on one, you might not lo- you might not love that matchup. But he's been pretty goddamn good covering his portion of the field. J.C. Mm. Jackson, another masterful game, Dud. masterful game. He had a pick six in this one. He had a pick in the end zone as well. Um, Jamie Collins with one of the yeah, most dude. athletic, freaky type plays you will ever see. He leaped up at the line of scrimmage and intercepted a pass from Sam Darnold. Next gen stats had the ball going at like sixty one miles per hour or something, and he was like five feet away from Sam Darnold yep. when he threw it. So the ball was coming out hot. Your reaction time has to be like something like point zero 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 three, something like ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. And somehow Jamie Collins caught the ball. So the Patriots ended up having three interceptions. They forced a fumble for Carolina. Carolina ended up recovering it. Blah blah blah. But the defense, now two weeks in a row, has played significantly better. And what I love is that they are carrying the offense. The offense has been okay when it needs to be. But for the duration of a game, the last two games, Mac Jones has not played his best football. The offensive line makes way too many mistakes in terms of false starts, holdings. Somehow Mac Jones had a del- two delay a game penalties in this game. Unacceptable. So the offense has kind of shot themselves in the foot. And the defense has been right there to pick them up. Um, the Patriots turned the ball over twice in this game on offense. Matt Jones got picked by Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> um, who returns it to Patriots territory. Patriots defense comes on the field. Three plays and a field goal. Absolutely yep. limited the damage. Mac Jones yep. before that. Strip sacked. Uh, the Panthers recovered it like the 15-yard line. Three plays. 
field goal limited the damage. Um, the Patriots, that's, that's good complementary football. Now, do you want your offense turning the ball over like that? No, you don't. But that just shows the defense went out there and they, they had your back. They had your back. Now, I'd like to see one of these games where the offense can have the defenses back because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, I feel like it might happen this week. Uh, the the, the, no, the the Browns have a good rushing game, a good running game. True. And um, I don't think that's a strong point of this Patriots defense, and I think maybe the offense has to bail them out. Anyway, we'll get to that. But it's just like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about it. What's your take about the defense, Bruno? Kurt, I think my take is kind of basically what you said in terms of how it's been playing better recently. It feels like we are adapting to each game, kind of like a trademark like in the past, right, where it almost felt like Belichick would come up with a specific game plan. What they always said about Belichick, right, is that he would take away your best option. We've seen elements this year. I think uh, Keenan Allen against the Chargers was largely taken away. You know, Christian McCaffrey, this game was largely ineffective, though, again, that was because Darnold kind of stinks. But again, Belichick finds ways to shut down your best player, but also he finds different schemes or whatever he's going to do, disguising coverages this week, whatever it might be to take away to take away the, the strongest point of the other offense. I just like that the defense... Again, maybe we had a rough start to the year, but we always say, even with Tom Brady on the team, there are plenty of years where we would start two and two. Yep. There's so many examples of that, Kurt. So the biggest thing for me is that it has felt like maybe it has been it was a little inconsistent to start the year, but the defense is definitely rounding into form, Kurt. And that is not something you and I two weeks ago were saying or expecting based on A, how they have been playing, and B, us getting rid of Gilmore, right? That's not where we were coming. We were expecting. So I think uh, I just said coming. Shout out coming earlier in the podcast. Oh um, sorry, my brain, my stupid brain is just like, oh, you said coming. Uh, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> we we did not expect the expect here with this defense to be able to play like this. And Kurt, I for one am very stoked because, like you said, coming up in the next couple of weeks, taking a look at the schedule, we got the Browns this week. They just got back on track on offense. We talked about them beating the Bengals. But we got the but Falcons. Kareem, oh. Kareem Hunt still on IR and Nick Chubb potentially out this week. True, true, true. So they have some injuries. We got the Falcons after that, which they've been hot and cold, but at their peak they can be good. We got to wrangle up Corduroy. The corduroy, we got to collect them, we got to smooth it out, we got to put it in the laundry, stuff it in there, and not take it out. And then we got um, Derek or Derek Henry list Titans coming into town. So we got three offenses, yes, have some injuries, but over the next three weeks, we got three kind of potent offenses. So, Kurt, not discounting anything about our last three games Panthers, Chargers, and Jets. Sure, there's some stuff going on with them, right? But after these coming three games, we'll know a lot more about our defense. Yeah, dude, the next three games are going to probably indicate a lot of how the season's going to go the rest of the way. I know we keep saying that, but every week's important right now. The Patriots are right in the thick of it. Thick. Into the thick of it. Yeah, into the thick of it. Yeah. Well, they're here. They're in the thick of it. All right. And we hear they're playing some meaningful football games. They didn't do that at the end of last season. So, um, it's exciting. It's it's really exciting. Mac Jones in this in this game, Bruno, had a very pedestrian, only 18 pass attempts. Uh, 12 of 18, 139 yards, touchdown, and interception. Right. What I like, he gets the ball out of his hands so quick. He does, He really does. Yes, and, um, yes, yes, yes. It kind of leads me to one other – two other points. I think because he has to get the ball out quick is a direct correlation to him – and not just him, the coaching staff not trusting the offensive line, yeah. specifically a left tackle mm. who's been terrible this season. Uh, Isaiah Wynn, the former yeah, first-round pick, has been atrociously Jeez. bad. Um, and it's I think because Mac has to get the ball out so quick, it's almost taking 
Nelson Aguilar out of this offense because Aguilar is a deep threat guy. Right. Who his routes mostly are are, are go routes, nine routes, streak routes, blah blah blah, post corners, post corners, double moves, all that bullshit. Those are longer developing routes. You don't have those right. in. 1.9 seconds, 2.4 seconds in the time that Mac Jones get rid of, gets rid of the ball. So I had higher hopes for Aguilar, but you've seen Kendrick Bourne be more effective. You've seen Hunter Henry be an animal the last five weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I wish there was more for Nelson Aguilar um, on this team because I think he could be good. And I know the Patriots, him and uh, Mac Jones were a little off last week in Los Angeles. He, they uh, Mac had him on a couple deep balls and missed him. Um but I want to see more of Nelson Aguilar. I want to see more of Nelson Aguilar. Um, something that needs to be said, too. Oh, this is such a hot take. Uh-oh. Oh, the pa- no. I- <laughs> the Patriots have the best running back room in the NFL. Oh. Oh, I love that. Love but that. it's a hot take. Love it. As a cohesive group, the Patriots running back room is insane. I would agree. Damian Harris is your cowbell guy, your first, second down guy. Runs hard. You have rookie Ramondre Stevenson. What a home run pick by Bill Belichick. Oh, my God. What a home run pick. I was like, oh, his preseason was good, and then he fumbled in that Miami game. Like, oh, he'll, never yeah, the, the fumble. he'll never see the field again. Well, he's seen it, and he's seen it real well. Because in this mm. game, Bruno, mm. our boy uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 10 carries, 62 yards. That's uh, 6.2 yards per carry. <laughs> uh, and he had two receptions for 44 yards. The man had over 100 yards total offense. As bada the, bing, bada boom. The rookie. The rookie. So it's been it's been awesome to see that you have Damian Harris, a guy that you can rely on, and you have Ramondre Stevenson as a rookie who you can start relying on, and it's clear that Mac Jones has some relationship with him. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then we I don't you, we do the, the uh, three up, three down all the time. You could put this guy, yep. you could put this next guy in it literally every week because he's oh, been yeah. such a surprise. Brandon Bolden. I mean – the guy's played out of his mind. He picks up like almost every third down. He had eight carries for 54 yards, 6.8 yards per carry. How many catches did he have? Mm. Oh, I don't have the stats two in front for, of me. But two it receptions like for 27 yards. Um, okay. But like he has done such an awesome job coming into that James White role that James White was playing phenomenally all season until his injury. And James White is not an easy guy to replace. Oh, yeah. Brandon Bolton's done it, Bruno. He, he's probably given you 90% of what James White would give you. Is that fair? That Kurt, That's fair. And what's crazy is, like you said, how just unexpected he was. This is his either second or third stint with the Patriots. And, like, yeah, he's been he's had flashes, mostly maybe special teams in the past, a couple big plays. Kurt, I did not see this coming whatsoever. And it has been an absolute fucking delight, Kurt, especially when he gets those catches where he's running wide receiver routes and it's like him tiptoeing the sideline, catching these passes, shout out, looking like Corduroy Patterson, catching that 64-yard bomb Good from Matty Ice. Cordero Corduroy <laughs> Patterson. <laughs> but that back shoulder throw up the right yes. sideline that Mac Jones yes. hit Bolden on a third and five with Shaq thompson in coverage yeah i mean did i get kind of erect at the game yeah i i i'm not going to confirm or deny i'm not talk about coming i'm not going to do that either it's just i <laughs> it was it was freaking awesome it was freaking awesome awesome man. dude um and again it's just it's like one of these guys i never thought was going to be a contributor to the patriots i was like right brandon right. bolden's coming back i was like great uh, great. Ooh, yeah. 
Oh. Um, but he's been great. The whole running back room has been great. And this team, <laughs> we've won three straight games. Yes, we. We're yep. part of the team. Um, yep. Belichick listens to this every week. Um, of course. You know that. Yeah. I, um, they haven't even come close to hitting their ceiling yet. Oh, yeah. That should terrify other AFC teams. And an AFC that is wide open with no real number one right now. Well, maybe the Titans are the number one right now. But, like, with so many teams in the mix, you got to be real happy if you're Bill Belichick, if you're a Patriots fan. Um, they haven't hit their stride yet, and they've won their last three. So, I, I'm excited. Yeah, Kurt, like you said it best, the past two games, Mac Jones hasn't been himself, and the defense has kind of carried us. Imagine, again, we probably haven't even seen peak Mac Jones yet, right? But imagine him playing at his absolute best, spreading the ball around, the offensive line playing at their best, giving him time to throw down the field, the Aguilar and all that stuff. Kurt, the closest we saw was that 54-point performance against the Jets. And I think we could both agree that, like, that's where I'm not sitting here being like, that's the best our offense can ever no. play. And we scored 54 points against the Jets. So, Kurt, imagine our offense and defense both peaking at the same time. That is going to be a game to see. I, and I hope it, I hope it's coming in the next – I hope it's this week. This is a massive game. Um, Bruno, let's do three up, three down. And then I want okay. to talk about one more thing, then we'll get to the Sats segment. You want, you want to take okay. the three up? Yeah, sure. I'll take the three up, Kurt. Uh, a couple of them we already mentioned. Number one, J.C. Jackson obviously had the pick six, like you mentioned, just absolutely balling in this zone coverage so far. He's been playing unbelievable. What I think is so cool about it too, Bruno, the fact that Stephon Gilmore got his interception and it's like, oh, redemption, redemption. Well, I think J.C. Jackson played better. And I know Stephon Gilmore wasn't out there the whole time, but like, I think J.C. Jackson was like, God, you know, y'all talk about Stephon Gilmore all week. Like, don't forget who you have here. Like, and I think yeah. he went out and he showed it. Yeah, and thank God, Kurt, because with Gilmore gone, we kind of need that guy to step up and take the reins, and he certainly has been. So whether he's using it as fuel to the fire or if he's just that dude, whatever it is, hopefully he keeps doing it. Uh, speaking of keeping doing it, Hunter Henry – I feel like he's caught a touchdown 87 games in a row. <laughs> That's what it it's feels crazy. like. I don't know what is happening. Is it five? I, 87 is it came f- to mind. Yeah. Yeah, because of Gronk. 87 came to mind because of Gronk. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely at least five. Hopefully he keeps doing this until the end of time because that's phenomenal. But he's really been exactly what we needed, that red zone weapon, that dependable guy in the short yardage situations or the red zone situations that can be there, uh, especially because, oh, I don't know if you caught this. Literally, the announcer during the game. I didn't catch I don't know it. If you, I was wa- Oh, right, game. yeah. You, you were far, I forgot you were at the game. Kurt, I'm not even kidding you. This was fucking hilarious. We get to the end zone, and it might have been – Wait, let me pull up. Uh, it might have been before the one right before halftime when Hunter Henry caught his touchdown pass. Before we run the play, the announcer goes, oh, uh, I bet uh, Mac Jones is going to be looking for Jacoby Myers, his favorite tar- uh, target in the red zone. No, he did not. Literally word for word said that. And Kurt, in my head, we had just talked about how Jacoby Myers has literally never caught a touchdown. Remember, we were talking about that last week. So I remember hearing him saying that. And I was like, is this a joke? Kurt, he literally came back from commercial break and apologized. He literally apologized well, for being like, I may have mixed up my players there. I think I meant in third down situations. And it was like, bro, yeah, you had well, no idea. Third down situations, yeah, that sounds about right. But <laughs> yeah, God, was, yeah, he literally. Yeah, it was just fucking hilarious. God, never caught a touchdown. So atrocious. again. I want Jacoby Myers to catch a touchdown, but if we have Hunter Henry out there, I'm fine with it as is. So he was the second guy. Kurt, the third guy, really quick, wrapping up here for the up, the three up. Christian Barmore, Kurt, he is a fucking monster. 
Uh, Kurt, what else is there to say about Christian Barmer? You loved it when we drafted him. I think we had been talking about both great value and he just seemed like a great, you know, draft pick based on what we needed. He has delivered up to the height, Kurt, which thank God we needed him. He has been an absolute beast on the field, just absolutely tearing it up. So thank God he's out there for us as well. So I put him as my third. Yep. He's been he's been everything the pa- I wanted from the Patriots and more for tight end. Um, yep. Going with the three down. Isaiah Wynn, we talked about it. I When Trent Brown, well, when slash if Trent Brown comes back. Right. I want Mike Nwainu to stay at right tackle. He's been great there. I want yep. Isaiah Wynn literally taken, plucked, thrown to the sideline. And I want Trent Brown to come back and play left tackle. Yep. I think that would make the Patriots offense so much better right off the get-go. Oh, yeah. So he's my number one down. My number two down, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, not really his fault, but he just hasn't contributed like I think people expect. He's getting kind of paid and hasn't done a whole lot. So I'd like to see more from him. Yeah. Um, and then my number three down is Johnny Smith. Um, he left the game injured again with a shoulder injury. <sighs> Can't really stay healthy. The only game where he was like literally good was the Jets game where they threw to him like eight yeah. times out of the first nine throws. So like yeah. they made it a point of emphasis to get him the ball, yeah. and they that was the only time he really contributed. So... He's also getting paid, and I'd like to see more from him. So those are my three downs. Um, Bruno, my last point. Mm. It is currently a little behind the, uh, what do you call it? The fourth, what is it? Fourth screen? Breaking the fourth Fourth wall. wall, Behind the fourth wall. Mm. It is 8.44 on Tuesday, November 9th. Odell Beckham Jr. has cleared waivers, so he is free to sign wherever he wants. He is not signed at this moment. Maybe by the time you're listening to this tomorrow, we have signed, and you can yeah. you can make fun of us or you can hype us up, Bruno. Yep. I'm putting you on the spot. Where is Obel? Ob- Where is Obel? Where is Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr. playing the rest of the season? All right, so we were talking about this, breaking the fourth wall even more. Kurt and I talked about this for literally two seconds before the show, before we clicked record, because we usually don't talk that long before we start hitting record. Uh, the options we're kind of looking at that everyone reported. We got Packers. We got Chiefs, we got Saints, and we got the Patriots, yep. baby, lurking. Uh, Kurt, the argument for the Patriots is pretty compelling. We got Randy Moss reaching out to OBJ in his ear saying sign of the Patriots. We got OBJ back in 2019 reportedly being interested in playing, though that was with Tom Brady, but even still, he loves Bill. You know, Bill Belichick has always loves been very complimentary of OBJ. So, again, there's a lot there that you could see. And like you just said, we need that kind of alpha receiver. Yes, we have some tight ends and running backs. We're kind of missing that like alpha receiver just to come in and be like, this is my show. You made some good points, Kurt, which I'll let you make. But if we're going to be completely honest, Patriots all day, baby. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, Yeah. so basically what I was saying was that um, I was kind of going through that list. And, that again, that was a a verified source on Twitter who was tweeting. It wasn't like it was just some some Joe Schmo. Um, Like that was like a a literal – Schultz, I think is his name. The Schultz Report. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jordan Schultz. I think he works for Bleacher Report. Yeah. and they said that the number one spot, the number one priority at like 3 o'clock this afternoon was that Odell was going to the Packers. Not going there, but that was where he would like to sign. So it got me thinking. I was like, hmm, Packers. Yeah, I could see wanting to go play with Aaron Rodgers, obviously an established mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, but I don't – do I think he'd be good there? Yeah, I think he'd be good with the Packers. Um, but I was like, hmm, Devontae Adams is their number one receiver there. So mm-hmm. Odell would be too. Would he be okay with that? Mm, you know he's kind of an ego. He's kind of a prima donna. He's kind of a bitch. 
Um, oh. But I was like, he, I was like, I don't know if I love that fit. You know, only so many prima donnas you can have on that field, and Aaron Rodgers takes up a whole lot of them. So, um, so I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And then it was like, oh, the report came out like the Chiefs, Patriots, Saints have also been in contact with Odell. He's interested in them. Blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, Chiefs, you would be probably the third option behind Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Uh, that's not great. Yeah, you get to play with Patrick Mahomes. That's pretty freaking awesome. But I was like, hmm, I don't know if I love that fit either. And then I was like, hmm, the Saints. I was like, okay, they lost Jameis Winston, so you're either having Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill throw you the ball. I was like, nah, I don't know if that's what you're looking for. Um, and then I was like, mm, that kind of just leaves the Patriots. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I do, I do think it would work. I think I. I 100% would like him to come to New England. I'm not going to be here like, oh, I don't want him on the team. Yeah, Who am I Who am I kidding? I want Odell back at home. Hoopst am I kidding? Uh, nobody. I want him on the Patriots. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to say he goes to the Packers. Okay. Yeah, I would say, Kurt, out of the other teams, the Packers probably make the most sense, especially because, like you said, they he wants to play for a championship contender. Chiefs looking like poo-poo. Saints, it's hard to see them going anywhere. If he goes, we want the Patriots to If he goes to, to the well. Chiefs, I'm going to, I'm going to be rip-shit mad. I don't care if he goes to Green Bay. I don't care if he goes to the Saints. I'm going to be rip-shit right. mad if he goes to the Chiefs. Maybe we'll just hopefully have him be an engineer of chaos, of anarchy, and he'll just bring the Chiefs down even more than they already yep, are. That would be great. That'd be great. Sounds good. Sounds good. Bruno, mm-hmm. I think um, I think it is time. It is time. What's the stats guide noise? Just before we get into this, uh, for my own sake, I'm going to pause the recording, and we're going to start a new one because it's, it's hard to time this up. So we'll be back in like three seconds. We back. Greetings. We are three seconds. Ooh. Yikes. That was fun. Um, greetings, <laughs> Kings. Greetings. Hello. How are you? <sighs> Tired. So we'll date back two weeks when we had the slug snail mm. conversation last week when Kurt couldn't uh, speak really. Mm. So now that we're on kind of our third week, third time's mm. the charm since the two weeks ago, how are we mm. doing? Mental mush? I or would say as a tack. Do you, did you ever when you were younger you, I'm assuming both of you had slushies at some point. Do you ever <laughs> mix all the flavors of the slushie mm-hmm. together into one like death ball that was just like one brown no, slushy? One brown black just goopy that's like that's my brain. Cool. So nope. cool cool cool. So what you're saying is <laughs> I'm not alone tonight because I was no. going to say boys if you guys are sharp as a tack allow me to enter as Madam Brainbush because mm. I can't Brain Bush? Brain <laughs> exactly my point. <laughs> okay. Just picture tumbleweed, like in yeah. old cartoons, old western movies. It's like yeah, on the western front. Yeah, yeah. Tumbleweed. <laughs> yep. Then picture four hundred of them, but they're all swirling what across the, the screen in different directions. Oh my That's god! Me. So you're telling me it's like the old like black screen where it's like all just fuzzy static and it's just like nothing's happening. No, four hundred tumbleweeds going in different directions. Okay, that sounds like this segment. <laughs> I, I think it's time we rename Stats Guy segment, segment to four hundred tumbleweeds uh, going in different directions. This segment <laughs> has just has just gotten so weird over the like. Are you trying to tell me something? No, I. You're fired. Whoop. I'm going to talk to Brune Dog 
out of HR about that. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> I'll put severance? it on my desk. Uh, well, you know, you get severed. <laughs> oh, yikes. <I> will... <laughs> okay. Hell yeah, PR, HR, I mean. Yikes, yikes, oh, yikes. Man. Before I get kicked off, I'm going to dive right into my stat. <laughs> um, you promise? Yes. Though, I'd like to add to the last segment. Can I make my prediction about Odell BJ? Oh, fuck yes. Odell, Odell BJ. Theme this, of the episode. From this point forward, <laughs> he is only referred to as Odell BJ. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. I predict the Saints. Nope. Did you just, like, look it up? Did that just happen? Why are you so confident the Saints? She, she was listening. It no, I know, happen. but I, I'm I'm just, like, making sure she didn't just see it. No, That's, like, her favorite team. Talk about. That's her okay. favorite team. Just it's like my, the Browns it's probably and the at and least the in my Colts. top 31 favorite teams. Oh, good. Who's the who's 32? Uh, the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, well, I respect that. Yeah. Okay, fair. Based on how we feel about Mr. Mahomes. Hmm. Mr. Brightside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> speaking of tumbleweeds, I don't know what in my brain made me think of this for being my stat this week. I can't. I'm picturing like three scenes in my head where this could have been a potential thought that entered my brain. Mm. The first being in the McDonald's drive-through. No idea. We've all been there. Maybe it was because I was looking at the menu. I was thinking about how Saweetie had her own meal there. God. Could have been that. True. It somehow led to this stat, or it also could have been in the Dunkin' Donuts drive-through. So mm. drive-throughs. Where I spend most of my free time. <laughs> mm. Um. First of all, side note on the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. There's a sign at a lot Get of Dunkin' Donuts. Get to the stack. I just started. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a sign in a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. You know how they used to do the free coffees after a Patriots wins? Yes. And then they were like, oh, shit, they're so good. We're losing so much money. Yeah. And then they did 87-cent coffees after our good friend Robert Gronkowski. Mm. Yep. They got rid of that, too. One, doesn't play. Two, they're like, they're still too good. We're still losing too much money. They do something. It might just be their $2 afternoon medium hot or iced coffees, but on their sign for it, it's like a Patriots logo, and it said, like, two-point conversions. Something. So I don't know if maybe after a game where they have two-point conversions, coffee is $2. They're really stretching because the Patriots the have been so good. I think two-point conversions is, like, you get two of something for a like a cheaper price. Whatever. I don't think it's if the Patriots get a two point conversion, you get free coffee. No, I think it's like if the Patriots get a two point conversion, you get a two dollar medium iced coffee. I don't. I'm gonna look it up. Keep going. Okay. Well, anyways, I think it actually was the Duncan drive thru I had this thought because I was staring at it the other morning and I went, "Wow, I've been dyslexic this entire time." No hate mm. towards dyslexia, but Thank you. the entire time I've been seeing this sign, I've been thinking it's been saying two dollar, two point conversations, what? not conversions. Just in my is head, that... processes as conversations, and I was like, that is so weird that they're putting two dollar conversations or two point conversations on a Patriot sign, and it just hit me the other day. It's two point conversions. And then I, I was like, I, oh, they're really stretching. If the Patriots score a two-point conversion, is it two-point coffee the next day? No. It's every Tuesday a medium hot or iced coffee is $2 till the end date, which was... Then it has today. absolutely nothing to do with the Patriots. They're just a partner, yeah. and they're yeah, slapping and it on the side. Also, I don't want to be this guy. I don't think that's dyslexia. I think that's just your brain. <laughs> that's not dyslexia. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sexy is when you like mix up letters. Or no, <laughs> she has she has brain bush. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think that's just like you know uh, who am I to say I don't uh, you know as someone who works at the Center for Students with Disabilities at UConn who am I to say I you know what retracted. <laughs> Oops. Retracted or redacted? Well, you choose. Choose your own adventure. I thought Mushy it was bush. retracted. <laughs> anyways it got me thinking about sponsorships in the nfl mm. i just okay. i want you to know that that's what i'm thinking about in my free time now i really okay. thought we were going with two-point conversions for this stat but all me right I'm in, no I'm in. i was thinking about like too obvious how right? that two-point conversions conversations coffee did not make any sense to me and so i was like mm. i wonder what other brands the nfl really just strives for because i know that um, one of the McCordy twins and someone else is in the Patriots commercial for Duncan. Kyle Vannoy. Yes. So I was like, there, but there's no deal here. Deal or no deal? No deal, America. Howie. <laughs> America, America runs on Duncan. The Patriots run on Duncan. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Anyways, so a couple of different sources break down all these sponsorships. I'm looking at the whole NFL as a whole, not individual teams in terms of like the money that they generate just from sponsorships. I'm going to do a little bit of trivia in terms of My brands. Favorite. So there's four categories of their biggest sponsorships. Well, in this article, those categories are wine, retail, gambling, and tech. So can you guys guess the the number one brand in each of those categories? Wine. Franzia. This one. No. Yeah, sponsoring the NFL and also most nursing homes. Slap the bag, baby. (laughs) Um, my water was open. I was afraid that was going to fall over me. Kurt has a Patriots Um, bag, so. I do slap that bag. Slap that Mm. bag. Bruno slapped it. Um, I don't know. This one is actually really surprising to me. It's called Babe Wine, which is the yeah, canned can, sparkling no. wine, okay. which is so weird Next. that something called Babe Wine is a major sponsor mm. of the NFL, whatever. Um, NFL Wives, though, I guess. Retail. True. Big um, box department stores or, like, stores. Toys R Us. Like, the Fanatics <laughs> count? <laughs> you both are so You mean the company that's, like, <laughs> mostly out of business? <laughs> well, you said Maybe to guess. they're spending so much money on the NFL. Um, true, true. Kurt, guess. I said, does fanatics count? Um, like, I would definitely count it. Yeah, I would definitely or count like, it. But for the Nike is like of... Nike is the official rep of the NFL. <laughs> More on that later. Um, Lowe's. Excuse Lowe's? me. Dunk 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 dunk. Oh, that's a Home Depot theme song. Never mind. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's Lowe's, according okay. to this website. What was that last section? Gambling. It's either DraftKings um, or FanDuel. Or maybe not. Foxwoods. <laughs> Our rinky-dink <laughs> casino in Connecticut. What do you mean? Uh, it's Foxes actually in. Caesars in Las Vegas. <laughs> Whoa. What but, do tigers dream of when they take a little tiger snooze? That's the hangover. Kurt was looking at followed me blankly. Closely, followed closely. He doesn't understand movies. Followed closely okay. by draft. I don't understand movies. You freaking fall asleep in all of them, you asswipe. <laughs> You're right. We have actually talked about this. Oh, no. But here's the tea, though. Ridiculous like, you slander. love movies. You love movies. But your 
talent does not lie in like naming celebrities or quoting things. No, you know what does I mean. Not. I also you, like, don't love watch all movies. The entertainment of a movie, but you don't know who any of the celebrities are. Yeah, I know three. I know like things. three actors and three actresses. All I need to know is I love Denzel Washington and I love um, Connie Britton and I love uh, what is what is uh, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> That's all I need to know. I That's would it. love to see the three of those people in a room. Ooh, with Kurt. Me too. Also, who's the the kind of larger lady who's hilariously funny? Uh, Megan from Bridesmaids. Oh, sir. What's her name? I you know who know you're it. talking about. I yeah. forget the name. Oh, yeah. Now look who's bad. Oh, Megan McCarthy. Nope. Yes. Nope. 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 McCarthy. Morgan McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa. I would have got it eventually. Mm. Okay. See. Mike Took, McCarthy. Took, nope. He's a big boy. <laughs> I have a case of the brain bush today, so I can't recall things off the top of my head. Um, followed closely by DraftKings after Caesar's Palace. Okay, okay so that's close. Sounds good. And yeah. tech is the fourth Apple. category. I'm sorry. No way. Kurt. Would you like to explain what that facial expression was? What facial expression? You're just going about your day, and then all of a sudden you went. <laughs> I don't know. Was that a tick? <laughs> Might be. Okay. Way to way to really mess up the flow of this podcast. I, I mean, I already There's guessed it. It's Apple. It's oh, Apple, obviously. No. Four tech. Four. Wendy's. Shout out Wendy's. Does Amazon four. count as tech? Uh, yeah, like, it's on the top three of this category. This is just like the most vague thing ever. <laughs> Amazon. Okay, great. We're going to narrow what's, it down. I'm getting What's number somewhere. one? Beats. Okay, great. Oh, Next. yeah. Followed they closely by Microsoft Surface tablets, which makes sense. Oh, oh I should have guessed that. Yep, fuck, that was fuck, dumb. Fuck, and third I'm is man, Amazon I'm the man, Web Services. I'm the man. That was from sponsorship.com. Wow. Reliable. The biggest spender. In hey, NFL. big spender. <laughs> in NFL, you are holding an open pair of, pair of scissors facing oh, your face. Oh, okay. Edward Scissorhands. This is getting dark. Um, Anheuser-Busch InBev, which if anybody knows me and my BFF very well, it's one of her major clients. So... Mm. <laughs> That's the whole stat. Just kidding. Um, they're the biggest spender. They. What are, are we the, talking about? I don't oh, really know. Biggest spender. Biggest spender. Biggest spender in NFL sponsorships. Uh, they are the umbrella company over the uh, Babe sparkling wine. Bon babe. Bonham Vive seltzer. Corona. Labatt's Blue. Shout out Bills Mafia. Bud Light. Budweiser. All of that. Well, that's funny because Budweiser like has those commercials every year in the Super Bowl. With the horse, it's always like oh yeah, 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 yeah. So and the dog, yeah. the dog, um, yeah, and the dog, um, the doge, dog. Um, what was the other? Can you name the? Just run through that list again, really quick. Babe, yeah, yeah sparkling no. wine, not Bon, no nope. Bon and Vive, nope. sparkling seltzer, or yeah, the seltzer Corona. Oh, Corona. They do a lot of those Tony Romo commercials oh, with Corona. Oh, yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thanks. That's all. Um, and then the largest volume of partnerships, which means like this is the company, but they have like so many different things in different places, is Pepsi, which has Frito yeah, Lay. So like yeah, the Doritos. Pepsi halftime show. Yeah. Yep. Gatorade, owned by Pepsi. Yep. That's obviously enormous. Pepsi itself, the soda, which does a lot of individual team sponsorships. Quaker Oats. Weird. Hmm. And Tostitos, or as some in the room may call them, Tostitos, because they're monsters. Tostitos. Bruno, how do you say that word? How do you say that, Snake? What? Tostitos. 
Okay. okay. I just, I just, I was joking. <laughs> you got so, so bad. I literally <laughs> almost just left the building. Well, toastitos. Thank you. Tostitos. <laughs> no, it's toast, sorry. It's tostitos. The house. It's tostitos, the jury is. The jury is not still out. You're worse than Roger Goodell. Okay, on a different sport. Oh my God! On a different source, <laughs> sportscasting.com, the top eight. From bottom to most of amount spent on NFL sponsorships, I promise I'm going to stop talking in like two yeah. seconds. Number eight, Procter & Gamble. They are the ones that own like Febreze, Old Spice. You see all the Old Spice commercials, Bounty, blah, blah, blah. $15 million in 2020. Sheesh. Caesars Entertainment. Period. Caesars. Not the dressing. Not the pizza place. Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Gambling. Number six, Fanatics. Isn't Caesar's Palace a pizza place? Little Caesar's. Little Caesar's. <laughs> okay. Didn't I just say that? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. Okay, cool. I'm so glad we're so engaged. I, I have brain bush. Um, Fanatics. You mentioned hey. this earlier. $50 yeah. million dollars in 2020 because they're the sponsor of all the jerseys and apparel. I that feel like buy. I give $3 million a year to them. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, number five, Amazon. They... Um, stream Thursday Night Football on Amazon oh, Prime. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a weird one, and I was like, I have never once seen an ad or anything for this company once in my life, let alone affiliated with the NFL, but this makes so much sense. Oakley, they're the official sponsor of Oakley? the helmet visor, so oh, if yeah. any players uh, and if any players have a visor, it has okay. to be Oakley on their helmets. Interesting. Didn't know that. Because it's like the O on the front of the helmets, so next time you get a close-up oh, of yeah. someone, look at it. Okay. Odell, Be- Odell BJ wears one. <laughs> Odell BJ wears an Oakley visor. $75 million a year on the NFL. Sheesh. Number three is Pepsi with $100 million. Okay. Number two, Kurt, you guessed this one, which I guess I need to maybe take a gander back at my stats because this also, in my opinion, counts as retail, but sponsorship.com said that was Lowe's, so maybe this is just categorized differently. Number two is Nike which spent $120 million in 2020 because they're the official uniform sponsor. Oh, my God. Official uniform supplier. Nike. Oh. (laughs) Lowe's is not the official uniform sponsor. News to me. (laughs) Uh, Number one is ABI with $230 million. And so this place. Abby. Oh, yeah. Shout out, Ab. Is is ABI. (laughs) I thought you did that on purpose. (laughs) Oh my god! Wait, I need to pause for two seconds. Wait, I feel like I've definitely made this connection before. So my BFF works at a startup recruiting company, and one of their biggest clients is Anheuser Busch. And on the shorthand, they call it ABI. And I feel like I have probably Snapchatted that out and been like, "Oh my god, that spells Abby." (laughs) But until you just said it, I just realized it again. Love it, (laughs) fucking love it. I'm the biggest sponsor in the NFL. Suck it, bitches. Kid show. Um, That's a good said way to end it. $230 million spent in 2020. But then underneath that, they were like, but the biggest sponsor in 2020. So I don't know why they ranked these top eight. And then they went, just kidding. One more. Even more. So I guess top nine. Uh, yeah. Do you have any guesses? Toys R Us. Big girl companies. Um, uh, Microsoft. Toys R Us. I haven't said it yet today. Um, Nor has Bruno. <laughs> uh, give us a hint. Um, 
phone service provider. Verizon. Yeah. Three hundred million dollars in twenty twenty. You gotta be quicker than that, Bruno. I have T Mobile. Got you a dollar. Just kidding. Got you three hundred million. Got you a dollar. That's all. I'm done. That's all, folks. That was good. That was absolutely electric. I wish Toys R Us was on that list somewhere. I'm really disappointed it didn't. I did have a lot of guesses. I'll incorporate that into next week. Thank you. A lot of my guesses were on that list. You did, which again is confusing because for retail you guessed Fanatics and then you guessed Nike, and those are both in the top eight in terms of dollars spent in 2020. I guess though, Sportsmanship.com it looked over the 2019-2020 season. So sponsorships, you mean? Not sportsmanship. I'm. Good night. <laughs> Close it out. Right. Wrap it well, up. You Bruno. know. Lock the dough. Take me home. uh, Take me home, country roads. It's been maybe the sharpest, (laughs) most intelligent. It's been real. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. We've just been on fucking point from segment to segment today. No mistakes. No mispronunciations. No dyslexia. Literally none of that because there wasn't any dyslexia. No brain bush. that gone wrong whatsoever. All of the brain bush. It's mush. It's whatever it is. It's but you know bush. what? That's that's life, baby. That's what you get when you get playing the field in the fucking squad. So we appreciate the sponsorships again this week for sponsoring us with the millions of dollars. We appreciate Stats Guy with the electric stats once again. Kurt. We may or may not be going back to Sunday Pick 6. We may have to talk about it. I don't know when Pick 6 is. It's been different yes, we're uh, doing recently. It on Sunday. Okay, so we'll be back to our normal Sunday time. So wake up with us Sunday morning for the Pick 6. And we'll see. Last week was a wild week in the NFL. We'll see what this week got. But we are all dead, so we are going to bid you farewell. Hopefully you see us next week. <laughs> yeah, who but knows? For now, who knows? We'll just, see, uh, we'll just say we'll see you next time, whenever that is, on Playing the Field. <laughs> Goodbye.